Hello, and welcome to Pastor George's Bible Study. It says, Then Elisha says, Hear the word of the Lord. But says the Lord, Tomorrow at this time, a measure of fine flour will sell for a shekel, and two measures of barley for a shekel in the gate of Samaria. Then the captain, on whose hand the king leaned, answered the man of God and said, If the Lord should make, make windows in heaven, could this thing be? But Elisha said, You shall see it with your own eyes, but you shall not eat of it. Now four men who were lepers were at the entrance of the city's gate, and they said to one another, Why do we sit here until we die? If we say we will enter the city, then the famine is in the city, and we shall die there. And if we sit uh, still here, we die also. So now come, let us go over to the army of the Syrians. If they spare us alive, we shall live, but if they kill us, we shall but die. So they arose in the twilight and went to the Syrian camp. But when they came to the edge of the camp, no man was there. Okay. So, we want to just continue from where we stopped. Um, so, in verse 1, we saw that, remember, in the scripture before, in the previous chapter, in the last verse, the king became frustrated. And the frustration was in verse 33. Do you see it? Look at the frustration. Surely this calamity is from the Lord. Why should I wait for the Lord any longer? That was the frustration. Why should I wait for the Lord any longer? And that frustration was what was bothering the king. And Ralph reminded us from his summary. And we discussed it the last time that anytime we are, anytime we are to wait for the Lord, what are we waiting for? We are waiting for him to speak to us. We are waiting for him to, to, to talk to our hearts. And it's very important that because the word of God had not come, he looked as if God was delaying. And so because the king had not heard the word of God, because God had not spoken, there was a problem. And you can see the frustration here. The king said, why should I wait for the Lord any longer? I I want to ask us just to challenge our hearts. What does it mean to wait for the Lord? What does it mean actually to wait for the Lord? Can any of the children help us? Remember, the king got frustrated. He said, why should I wait for the Lord any longer? What does it actually mean to wait for the Lord? Yes? Does it mean to, like, trust God even when a long time has passed, when you're expecting something, uh, just to trust God for it, it to happen? Okay. It means trusting God, even when, even if it's going to take a long time for it to happen. But what's the other aspect of waiting? What do you do when you wait for God? What's the first thing you do? Be patient, uh, George. Yes, you are patient. Because... As God said in Isaiah, your ways 
are higher than your waist. Mm -hmm. And that means at times we feel that uh, God is not listening to our prayers. And sometimes it takes, you know, longer. And um, as I have uh, experienced, George, when I was praying for my mom to be saved, mm. it took me five years. And uh, probably like after three years, I felt that, oh, probably, you know, my mom is just... Uh, he got a she got a hard hard heart and does not want to listen to the word of God. But I just kept praying and praying until one time, uh, she had a dream about Jesus, mm. and then that's the time that uh, through her dreams, um, she did call me actually like I had a dream. What do you mean uh, with this dream? Mm. And then I said the dream. I said that you have, it means that only our Lord Jesus that can save you. But I believe in Jesus. Mm. That's what she told me. And uh, I told her, well, believing is not enough. Mm. Jesus has to stay in your heart and you have to manifest the presence of Jesus in your life. That's what I told my mom. So that's the time that she got saved, George. Mm. You know, but that's over five years. So I think perseverance as well and patience. And yeah. I think that's that's what we need if we are uh, asking something from God. Like, you know, Job, for example, he was bombarded with left and right um, trials in life, but he mm. didn't give up. And at the end, he was able to wait God's blessing upon him. Yes. Thanks, Nikia. So, you know, you just highlighted the issue about waiting for God. You wait on God in the place of prayer. Even when you've asked him, you've prayed to him regarding a situation, you have waited on him in prayer. You said, Lord, this is a situation. We want you to come and do what you should do. We want your will to come to pass. And when you have prayed and you are patiently praying, patiently asking the Lord, you are continuously praying. That is an act of waiting on him. You are waiting on him for him to move. Remember, when that woman came to ask the king in that chapter 6, Oh, king, help. You know, that was the cry in chapter 6, verse 26. Do you remember? The Bible said, a woman came and cried to him. Help my Lord, O King. And what did the king say, please? Can somebody read it for us? Verse 27. What did the king reply in 2 Kings chapter 6? Yes, any of the children? Verse 27, what was the reply? Yes, Risa. What was the reply in verse 27? 2 Kings 6. Um, the king replied, If the Lord does not help you, where can I get help for you? From the threshing floor, from the wine press. Do, do you see? Does that sound like a king who was waiting on God? No, if you look at it, he said, if the Lord does not help you, from where can I help? To me, at that stage, it sounded like a king who did not have help to give. And that's why he told the woman, if God does not help you, as I am now, I'm the king. I am waiting on God to help me. I'm waiting on God to, re to, re to answer us. I'm waiting on God to stop this suffering. I'm waiting on God to do his miracle. I'm meeting, waiting on God to give us his word that will encourage us and move us on and deliver us from this terrible situation. You know, so for the king to tell the woman, you need to wait on God too. This was in, indirectly what he was saying. I cannot help you. Yes, I know you've come to me as the king, but I can't help you. If God does not help you, where can we get help from? So it looked to me like a king who was waiting on God. But 
when he heard that people started eating their own children to survive, he became very desperate. And he wanted to go and kill the man of God. And he said, this punishment is from God. Why should I wait for, for God any longer? You see the problem? Usually, when you don't keep waiting on God, at times, frustration sets, sets, sets in. Does it not happen? You get frustrated with the situation. And you say, God is not answering me. And then you are tempted to do the wrong thing. And I remember we were reminding ourselves by, the, by God's grace last time that you need to endure to wait on God. You need to be patient, like Nika reminded us. You need to be patient. If you are not patient, you can't wait on God. That's the honest truth. The, how many times have you prayed? And immediately you pray, the answer came immediately. How many? Immediately you pray, the answer just came. How many times? I think just very handful, Joy. Yes. Salido family. How many times have you guys prayed? And immediately, immediately the prayer, the answer came. How many times? Um, every day, really. Yes, good. You pray every day. Does the answer come there and then? Um, not all the time. Not all the time. Not all the time. You have to wait. Yeah, so that's why we have to wait. Do you know why? Because our our thinking is not God's thinking. It's not every time you pray that the answer comes immediately because God has His own timing. God sees the end of a matter from the beginning. So he knows the right time to, to answer your prayer. Do you understand? That's why we need to wait. That's why verse um, 33, when the king said, why should I wait for the Lord any longer? He was going to take a step. Did you see? Because he wasn't going to wait for God, what did he want to do? He wanted to kill the man of God. Now, let's go to that verse 1 in chapter 7. 2 Kings 7 verse 1. Look at it. Then Elisha said, Hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord, Tomorrow about this time, a seal of flour, fine flour, will be sold for a shekel. And two seals of barley for a shekel at the gate of Samaria. Do you see what had happened in that verse 1? The Lord has spoken. So the verse came. The verse started by saying, Hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord. Hear the word of the Lord. Now, that is a clear instruction. In the midst of a terrible situation, God spoke. And the, 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 the instruction there is, you know, we are reading it in Second Kings. This was what happened in those days, in that story. But honestly, God is also telling us the same thing today. Hear the word of the Lord. It's an instruction. It's a direct instruction to your heart. It's a direct instruction to my heart. God wants us to hear the word of the Lord. Do, do you understand? Now, what does it mean to hear the word of the Lord? Because you see, if you don't understand that statement, hear the word of the Lord, you might miss what God is telling me and you to do. Why is it important that we hear the word of the Lord? Let's discuss it. Why is hearing the word of God very important? What do you think? Yes? Anybody? Why is it important? Because you see, this situation was very bad. Look at it. They were selling food 
was very scarce. And people now started, because they were hungry, they couldn't get food to eat. They resorted to cannibalism. They started eating their children to survive. And thank God, the Bible said in verse 1, God spoke. God brought hope through his word. But the people needed to hear it. And what was it? That's why God started that. You know, God was going to turn the situation around. But the first thing he needed the people to know is they needed to hear the word of the Lord. So let's discuss. Why is it important for me and you to hear God? I just want to share, brother. Yes. Um, yes. He says um, in his word as well, said, yes. faith comes from hearing and hearing the word of God. Yeah. If we don't hear the word of God, we don't, you, our faith won't gonna grow. Mm. We don't, we won't gonna believe in God. Mm. That's why hearing, reading the word of God, that's how we grow. Mm. Just like now, if we don't do this Bible study, we won't able to grow. We won't able to encounter the problems that we have in this world. Mm. But mm. I think it's very important, like now what we're doing, mm. hearing a word from the Lord, hearing word from you sharing what God has done in our life. At this is very important, the word of God, hearing the word of God mm. to strengthen our faith. Do you know, it's as if Leo was here when I was preparing this study. That was, ex- you see what he has just said? I just thank God because the Holy Spirit is one. You see, what he said was exactly what I was going to say next. As if he was here, we were preparing the study together. You see, I wanted to say that hearing the word of God is important because there is no way me and you can follow God without faith. Hmm? There is no way. Or excuse me, who has seen God physically before? Yes? Children. Have you seen God before? When you saw God, how tall was he? What was the color of his nose? Or the, or the color of his hair? Or did he have hair? Eh? Have you seen God before? Regine, you are shaking your head. Are you sure? You've not seen God. You've not seen God. So none of us have seen God physically. But look at what the Bible is saying. Hear the word of the Lord. So our brother has just reminded us of a very important scripture. Hmm? Well, let's go and look at it in Romans chapter 10. So open your Bibles to Romans 10. It's so important. Let's look at it. Romans 10. Can somebody read verse 17, please? Yes. I read it in um, Amplified George. Let's not start with Amplified first. Let's start with the simpler, or not simpler, um, the basic versions. So can somebody read from um, NIV? And then we go to King James or New King James. Then we go to Amplify. Yes. NIV. The NIV version says, consequently, faith comes from the hearing, from hearing the message. And the message is heard through the word about Christ. Hmm. Let me read New King James. It says, so then faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. So faith in God. Because we've established that none of us have seen God physically. Eh? And there is no way you can relate with God without faith. 
But the way faith comes is by hearing the word of God. It's so important. Um, the New Living Translation says, Yet faith comes from listening to the message of good news, the good news about Christ. There is no way, beloved brother, beloved sister, that you can appreciate God without hearing his word. And you can only relate with God by faith. Do you understand? If there is no faith, how can you relate with God? And faith comes by me and you hearing his word. That's why when Elisha gave that instruction, when he said, hear the word of the Lord, he wanted to bring, he wanted the people to believe by faith. And there was no way, you know, because there was no food. There was no food. The situation was terrible. People were already eating themselves. But God wanted to give the people faith to talk so that they could realize that the situation was going to change. So he needed to tell them the word of God. Now, so let's take note of that instruction that the only way me and you can have faith is by hearing the word of God. Now, when the Bible is telling us to hear the word of God, I hope you know that it's not only physical hearing. You see, hearing the word of God is not restricted to the physical. It's not just you listening to us read the Bible. You can read the Bible, which is good. You can hear Bible study. You can hear a message. You can hear preaching, which is good. But you see, you need to hear it with your spiritual ear. You need to hear it by the Spirit. Faith can only rise up in your heart when the Word of God has mixed with faith. When you hear it by the Spirit of God. So the hearing we are talking about is not, first of all, it's not restricted to the physical. It's actually spiritual ears. God is saying you should hear with. Now, let's let's analyze it. Look at that scripture. That verse 1 of 2 Kings chapter 7. It's very interesting. Look at what the Bible says. Elisha said, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord, tomorrow about this time, a seer of fine flour shall be sold for one shekel. And two seers of barley for a shekel at the gate of Samaria. Now, let's analyze that scripture. This was what God said. That flour will now become one shekel. Eh? And then barley, grains, will now also become a shekel. Very cheap. Now, Jethro, since you, you know maths very well, can you calculate the rate of deflation? You remember in 2 Kings chapter 6, eh? do you remember that there was a great, there was famine and the Bible recorded it? And things were so expensive to the point that a donkey's head eh? sold for 80 shekels of silver. 80 shekels of silver, a donkey's head. Can you imagine? And we said, we asked us a question. If you wanted to eat meat, eh, do, you go, do you go to the head of a donkey to eat it? How much meat do you get in a donkey's head if you are even interested in eating meat? Not a lot. Not a lot. But even the donkey's head that did not have a lot of meat sold for 80 shekels. Now, the Bible is saying, the word of God said, in chapter 7, verse 1, that flour will now become one shekel. Now, Jethro, can you tell me, what or any of the children, 
Can you tell me the rate of deflation that occurred in that scripture? The rate of deflation. Supposing they were selling a donkey's head for 80 shekels and food was not available and you could buy a, flour, a, 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 a measure of flour for one shekel. What's the rate of deflation? So in percentage, I need percentages. Yes, calculate. Someone start calculating. Yes, rate of deflation. Yeah, it's probably difficult to find out what the rate is because you don't know what x and y are. No, let's use imagine x and y. It's, it's very straightforward. Something was supposing something was eighty shekels. Yeah. Yes, right? said about four thousand. And it then says adabs adabs dam can cost for silver. Yes. So, so divided by two, which is forty. Yeah. Which we don't know what the we don't know what the rate of the barley. One thousand percent, he said. Let's let's give an example. So something was eighty. It supposing something was eighty shekels. Yeah. Huh? It's just an it's just an a, a an estimation. Something was 80 shekels. Hmm? And food became available. And all of a sudden, the, the prices of things dropped. And you could buy flour for one shekel. A measure of flour for one shekel. Just as an estimation of uh, devaluation. Hmm? Or deflation. What is, what is it in percentage? Yes. Problem solving. <laughs> yes. You see, that's why I like the Bible. It also encourages you to, to learn a bit of mathematics. So <laughs> eighty shekels is eighty grams. Then one shekel is eleven grams. Uh, okay. So then, uh, no, you can you can see what's that. Just yeah. we are looking at the we are looking at the amount of money that people need to spend. Yeah. So flour became so cheap. Eh? that they could not buy it for one shekel. Meanwhile, the donkey's head was so expensive that they were buying it for eight. Eh? So supposing you were, let's do the reverse. You were buying something for one shekel. And then by the next two weeks, you notice that you are now going to pay 80 shekels for it. What's the what's the deflate? What's the inflation rate? Eight thousand percent. Eight thousand percent, exactly. Huh? Now, supposing you do the reverse deflation, it dropped, it was 80 shekels before, it now became one shekel. What is the rate of deflation? What's the rate of deflation? One point two five. Huh? One point two five percent. Well, deflation. 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 I think it's the same. It's, it's the same. It's the same. It's the same. If it it's... has increased eight thousand, now back to the normal price. Yes. So I think it would be 8,000. What, what I'm just trying to describe for you in that passage is that God was going to cause a direct opposite change in the situation that does not make sense. Do you understand? God was going to change the situation and changing the situation meant that food was going to be very available. 
and that the rate of deflation was going to be so high that something you bought for 80 shekels will now cost one shekel. That was the word of the Lord. Like, remember, the Bible said in Genesis 1.1. Do you remember? What did Genesis 1.1 say? Genesis 1.1. Bible students. What did Genesis 1.1 say? In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Yes. Okay, go to verse 2. The world was... Yes. The world was what? Formless and empty. Was formless and empty. There was nothing. The world had no form. Darkness all over the place. And God said, let there be light. Excuse me, I want to ask you a question. How does light come from nothing? How did God form the earth without nothing? Do you understand? What we are trying to say here is that once God speaks, his word eh, carries power to change things around. Do you understand? It doesn't matter the situation. Once all you need to rely on is that God has spoken. Look at this very bad situation. Food was so expensive, but God said, don't worry. It will become very, 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 very cheap. Do, do you get it? Now, the reason why we need to hear the word of God is because our life depends on it. Do you understand? The reason why me and you, we need to pay attention. That's why God is saying here, hear the word of the Lord. You need to hear the word of the Lord because your life, eh? your work with God, your spiritual life, your 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 um, relationship with God to be alive spiritually depends on it. Now, can somebody remind me of any scripture that reminds us of this statement? Your life depends on the word of God. Children, can you help me out? Can any of you remember or correlate, remember any scripture that, uh, that gives or explains what I just said? Uh. Man shall not live by bread alone. Yes. Is that the end of the scripture? By every word that lives, uh, lives with. Hey. Oh. Uh, 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 by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Exactly. So where in the Old Testament do you know that scripture coming from? Do you know? I know you know the New Testament. Jesus quoted it. Where in the Old Testament? Matthew 4.4. Yes, that's the New Testament. In the Old Testament, God was the one that gave that command. Is that when during the manna, George? Yes, so it's in Deuteronomy. So let's go to Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy chapter 8. I want us to read it so that you will know what God, why God gave that commandment. It's very important. That's why if you understand what God was trying to say there, you will know why it is important for me and you to hear the word of the Lord. So go to Deuteronomy. Let's read verse 1 and down to verse 3. Deuteronomy chapter 1, no, chapter 8, sorry. Deuteronomy 8 from verse 1 to verse 3. Abigail, can you read it for us? Um, Be careful to follow every command I am giving you today so that you may live and increase and may enter and possess the land the Lord promised on earth to your ancestors. 
Remember how the Lord your God led you all the way in, all the way in the wilderness these forty years to humble and test you in order to know what's in your heart, whether or not you would keep his commands. He humbled you, causing you to hunger and then feeding you with manna, which neither you nor your ancestors had known, to teach you that man does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. Mm. I hope we understand what the Bible is saying. In verse 1 of um, Deuteronomy 8, God was saying, every commandment which I command you today, you must be careful to observe it, so that you may live. So that you may live and multiply and go in and possess the land in which the Lord saw to your fathers. Do you understand that scripture? God is saying, you need to obey. You need to be careful to be attentive and obey every commandment so that you will live. You see, now, the reason why God said that was because if you go down to verse 3, just because of time, we just need to um, explain it and then we'll move on. Verse 3, this was all God saying. What God was saying. God was saying, so he humbled you and allowed you to hunger and fed you with manna, which you did not know, nor did your fathers know, so that he might make you know that man shall not live by bread alone. Do you see what God was trying to do? God was trying to teach the children of Israel in the wilderness this, this very simple lesson. Man does not live by bread alone. But how does man live? He says, but man lives by every word. Do you see? So if you don't hear the word of God, if you don't obey it, if you only just eat bread, you know, remember the Bible says man does not live by bread alone. So if you are only eating physical bread, you are eating pizza, you are eating normally, physically, but you are not eating the word of God and obeying it. Excuse me, I want to ask you a question. Are you going to be alive spiritually? You see, you can eat pizza, you can eat chips, you can eat vegetables, you can take ice cream, you can do all that, but you are only alive physically, spiritually, you are not eating the word of God that nourishes your soul. What will happen, please? You are going to be dead. That's why God is reminding me and you. Hear the word of the Lord. This scripture is telling us in verse 1, be careful to obey the word of God so that you can live. Do you understand? Every living, do you know the character, you know the characteristics of living things? Isn't it? What's a living thing, please? What are the characteristics of living things? Yes, very simple science. Yes, Lisa. Yeah. I saw how you answered with enthusiasm. Yes. Go, Mrs. Gwen. Um, Which is no energy. Some energy. Energy. No. A respiration. Exactly. Yes, what else? They grow. How do they grow? So. Like. Taller. (laughs) How do living things grow? Um, okay. Let me ask you a question. When you when you were when you were young, you were very small, isn't it? Eh? You were a baby. They carried you like this, isn't it? And as time went on, what happened? You were growing. What was growing? Muscles. Yes. How do the muscles grow? Yes. You said something very important there. Yes. 
Huh? Ralph, you will see the word there. I'm on the Huh? Cell division. Cell division. Yeah. <laughs> Very important. It's part of characteristics of living. Living things divide. And part of their growth is division. The cells divide. You understand? One small cell. That was how you... Do you, you know that you started your life as a cell? Eh? But as those cells kept dividing, kept dividing, kept dividing, and they are still dividing up till now. That's why when Ralph was a baby, was he this tall? You guys answer my question. Was he that tall? No. But as his cells kept dividing, what happens? He increased in height. That is what happens spiritually. When you hear the word of God and you are alive in the things of God, your spiritual cells divide. Your heart keeps growing spiritually because you are you are grow you are alive spiritually. And once you are alive spiritually, you have no option but to grow. And there is only one way that happens. You understand? It's not by eating bread or eating cake. Eat all the cake you want to eat. If you do not eat the word of God and obey it, there is no way you will grow spiritually. So excuse me. It's very important. When Elisha was telling the, the, the people in Israel in chapter 7, hear the word of the Lord. If they were going to get spiritual life again, eh? And it's the same thing for us. If we are going to experience God's spiritual life so that we can keep growing and multiplying the things of God, we need to hear the word of God. That's the only way. Look at what happened in that chapter 7. It's very interesting. Do you know that because the word of God was not available in verse 1, you know, God spoke. He said, hear the word of the Lord. God had not spoken before. Before that time, what was happening, please? Eh? Because God had not spoken, the king wanted to, wanted to commit sin. Do you understand? Because God had not spoken, people started killing their children. Excuse me, all those terrible things happening, it was happening because God had not spoken. Do you get it? And Thank God today, God is speaking. Look at this Bible study. We are hearing the word of God very clearly. God is speaking. And if me and you are not going to die spiritually, we need to take heed to what God is saying. It's so important. We cannot afford to just, to just um, listen. But the Bible is saying here, Hear the word of the Lord so that you can be challenged to obey it. God is asking me and you to pay attention to the word of God and obey it because that is the only way we can live. That's the only way we will survive, even in this world. That's the only way me and you can stay alive spiritually. Let me tell you, it's so important because even for you personally, in your own private time, in your own private Bible study, you need to hear what the word of God is saying. The same way you wake up, you wake up in the morning, eh? and the first thing is that you are hungry. Excuse me, what do you do? You just go downstairs to the kitchen. In the morning, early in the morning, you bring out, you check the fridge, oh, there's milk, you bring it out. Eh? You prepare your breakfast. You get cereal. Isn't that what you do most times? Or you look for bread, isn't it? You want to satisfy your spiritual, your physical hunger so that you can go about your usual activities during the day. The same thing applies for the Christian. 
me and you, we need to pay close attention to what God is saying. You need to eat your own spiritual breakfast so that you don't become famished. So that your spiritual heart can grow. You'll be sensitive to the things of God. You need to keep hearing God. Now, we'll just touch briefly. So we saw in verse 1 that God spoke. Hmm? And we've heard the instruction. And that is going to be one of our prayer points. We need to hear God. We need to keep hearing him. And you're not just hearing him for the sake of hearing. You are hearing to obey so that you can be alive. You understand? I hope we are are following. Hmm? We need to keep hearing God so that we can obey him. If we don't hear God, if we just hear him and we don't obey, what's the use of hearing? Eh? Obeying, Obeying God's word is like you are digesting the food you are eating. Do you know what happens when people eat and don't digest their food? They don't digest their food. They don't absorb it. Do you know what happens? They become malnourished. They don't take in the food into their body. When you obey the word of God, it's like you're digesting the food into little, little bits and you are absorbing it into yourself. And that is how the food helps you. Somebody, if you are hungry now, I want to ask you a question. You are hungry hmm? and they brought bread <clears throat> and you saw the bread on your, on, in front of you. You are hungry and you saw bread in front of you and you don't eat it. Eh? Just by looking at the bread, does it satisfy your hunger? Eh? Children, answer me. Does it satisfy your hunger? No, you have to eat it. You have to digest that bread so that it will get into your body to satisfy your hunger. It's the same thing with the word of God. When you obey the word of God, that's when the blessings come. I pray God will help us. So we are going to pray on this point that we will actually tune our spiritual ears to hear the word of God. Now, look at verse 2. Very important, Second Kings chapter 7. We'll just touch on verse 2 briefly and we'll pray. Look at it, verse 2. So the Bible says, So an officer on whose hand the king leaned answered the man of God and said, Look, if the Lord will make windows in heaven, could this thing be? Does anybody have any other translation? Can we read it from there? Verse 2, 2 Kings 7. Yes? Any other translation? What is the New Living Translation? Yes, Ralph, can you read verse 2 for us? Um, the officer assisting the king said to the man of God, that couldn't happen, even if the Lord opened the windows of heaven. Did you hear, did you hear that? The man who was assisting the king, when he heard the word of God, if, look at what he said. He said, that couldn't happen, even if, the Lord opened the windows of heaven. Excuse me. Let's talk about it. What that man said, why, why do you think he said that? Yeah? Why do you think the man said that? He said that can never happen. Even if God opened the windows of heaven, how can that happen? Yes, can we can we discuss it very briefly? Why do you think that man said that? He was doubting God. 
he was doubting God. Uh, Abigail, one more question. Why was he doubting God? Uh, well, because it seemed really like impossible because the day before they were in a severe famine with no yes. and uh, Elijah, was, Elijah was saying that there'd be like plentiful food even more than they had before. Mm-hmm. So it seemed like, yeah, in a really short time, it seemed outlandish. It, it looked very unreasonable. It looked very illogical. It was not, it didn't make sense. We are almost starving to death now. And then in 24 hours, everything will change. How is that possible? That was why the man doubted the word of God. Now, I want to, I want to challenge you very clearly. I want to challenge you very clearly. You see, God, even, you know, God doesn't work with our time. Hmm? I hope you know that God doesn't need a wristwatch. Dominic, you're welcome. We are looking at 2 Kings chapter 7. Yes, it's good to see you. It was nice to see you in person. Yes, at last. I've seen you. I saw you in person last week. Yeah, yeah. So we are looking at um, 2 Kings chapter 7 in our study. Second Kings seven, and we are on verse. We are looked at verse one and two, and we stressed in verse one the importance of hearing the word of God. And we were just looking at verse two. We are just trying to analyze or discuss or expound upon what the king's assistant was saying. The king's assistant said, "What? How can this thing be?" Where, where people are eating themselves, people, the situation is so bad, cannibalism has started, and you are saying in the next 24 hours, food will be so cheap. No, 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 no. Even, that's why he now said, even if God opens the windows of heaven, that can never happen. Do you know, beloved brethren, that when a situation is very bad, eh? When a situation is very bad, you will not blame this man at times. You cannot believe God. But let me tell you this. Because God doesn't use our time, he doesn't need our wristwatch. God operates outside space and time. God knows the beginning of a matter, the end of a matter from the beginning. God is not like human beings. You know, God doesn't have a brain like our own. I hope you know. For your information, if you think God has a brain. You know, a brain, is your brain is made up of various parts. Eh? You have the part that is used for reasoning. Eh? You have the part that is needed for your senses. You have the part that is needed for your cognition. For you to analyze things. God doesn't have a brain like your own. Do you understand? God's thinking, the Bible said, is far, far, far. The way the heavens is far away from the earth. That is how God's thoughts are far away from our thoughts. But because God is the all-knowing God, his word, eh? because God has said it, that in the next 24 hours, food will be very cheap. Because God has said it, his word we go and perform it. That is why we need to believe his word. That is why his word gives us gives or gives us life. Do you understand? When the Bible says man shall not live by bread alone, God is trying to tell you that the only way, do you know even God exists on his word? The Bible said he has lifted his word above his name. If God's word doesn't exist, if God's word doesn't carry power, then God will not be God. God said, let there be light. Excuse me, where did the light come from? Do you think, do you think God reserved one molecule of sun somewhere? So when he said, let there be light, the sun just appeared. No, 
Let me tell you, when God said, let there be light, because his word carries power, because his word is active, light came. Do you get it? That is the God me and you are following. So if God said in the next 24 hours, food will be very cheap, just believe it. It sounds illogical, I know. It doesn't sound reasonable, I know. I agree with you. But uh, uh, let me tell you, because God operates outside our, our, our space, our time, you need faith to believe him. That's why, I don't know if you've read that scripture in Hebrews. The Bible said, the children of Israel, the word of God did not profit them because it did not mix with faith in their hearts. Have you seen that scripture before? It's in Hebrews. I think it's in chapter 3. Let me let me look for it. Or is it chapter 4? Yes. The Bible said the word of God did not profit them because it did not mix with faith in their hearts. Let me search for that scripture. Just bear with me. Yes, it is. Hebrews 4. Look at it. Hebrews 4. Verse 2. Look at it. It says, For indeed the gospel was preached to us as well as to them. But the word which they heard did not profit them. Not being mixed with faith in those who heard it. Do you hear? Do you see that? The word of God can only profit you. Can only, you can only benefit from the word of God. Eh? If it mixed with faith. And remember, we we're trying to describe faith earlier. That faith is the evidence of things not seen. You might not see it, but it's the substance of things hoped for. Do you understand? So for the word of God to profit this man, the king's assistant, eh, he needed to accept it with faith. He needed to embrace it. But because he had the word of God and he did not mix it with faith, what happened? He doubted it. He just said, well, no, this is foolish. How can you say this will happen? It can't happen. Sorry. It doesn't sound sensible at all. Inflation, how can you say there will be deflation of 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 um of eight hundred percent? Sorry, eight thousand percent. When inflation is currently running at eight thousand, you now said the situation will reverse. How can it's not? It doesn't sound sensible. Do you understand? And that was what happened because the word of God did not mix with faith and beloved brethren. For the word of God to profit you, eh? for you to, to hear the word of God and it becomes alive in your system, you need faith. Amen. It's so important. We cannot overemphasize this. Look at what happened to this man. Look at it. Just go to start Second Kings. It's very sad. He, look at what he said. He said, look, if the Lord will make windows in heaven, this cannot happen. Sorry. And then the man of God told him, in fact, you shall see it with your eyes and you, will, and you shall not eat of it. You see what happens? When you don't have faith in the word of God, eh, you cannot profit from it. You can't get anything from it. Look at it. So, beloved brethren, I gave se- several times you hear the word of God. Several times you read the scriptures and you don't, you don't believe what you read. You don't believe it. It's because you have not mixed it with faith in your heart. 
George, uh, yes. I think one example is that remember when uh, James and Peter went fishing and then they caught nothing mm -hmm. and then they are professional fishermen. Mm. And then uh, Jesus told them to cast the net on the other side and they didn't argue with the, the Lord Jesus. Well, you are talking to professional uh, fishermen. We've yes. done there. Right, left, front, back. We've been doing all night. We caught nothing. And then you tell us they did not argue with Jesus, but they believed in his word and they profited them. Exactly. Should we read that scripture? It's in Luke chapter 5, very quickly. It's so important. I just want to... It, 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 don't, it all ties into what we are saying. Look at Luke chapter 5. Huh? The Bible said, in Luke 5, we'll just read it quickly. The Bible said in verse 3. No, verse 4. So Jesus told Simon, he said, launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. Verse 5. But Simon answered and said, Master, we have toiled all night and caught nothing. Do you hear that? That's what Peter said. We have, see, uh, Jesus, you, you, you grew up as the son of a carpenter. Your specialty is carpentry. We are professional fishermen. We have been fishing all night and we caught nothing. Nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the net. Do you see? Do you see God? Do you see the word of God at work? Do you see that Peter, that's why the fact that he is the expert fisherman. He has, if he, if he was in this world now with us, maybe he would have had a, a PhD in fishing. He knows when the fish comes. He knows how he can catch them. He knows everything about the fish. But they caught nothing. You know, at times, he could even use, if he was in this world today, he can explain it. He can say, well, you know, the, 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 there's climate change. So the fishes are running away. You know, he could say the weather is bad. The fishes are not here. He could say some of them, are, the fishes are just eating plastic. So, you know, they are dying off. So this fish stock has reduced. He could say people have been fishing. So they are reducing the stock of the fish. But look at what he said. He didn't explain. He just said, we have been toiling. We've been trying. We've caught nothing. But nevertheless, eh? nevertheless, at your word, look at what NIV says. What did NIV say? He said, but because you say so, I will let down the nets. Because you say so. That is a man who has come to believe the word of God. Logic to him doesn't actually make sense once God has spoken. Look at what NLT says. He said, we worked hard all night and did not catch a thing. But if you say so, we will try again. Excuse me. Supposing Peter said, well, Jesus, what you said is not, I, can't, I don't believe it will happen. And he left. Excuse me. Will he have caught anything? He wouldn't catch anything. Please, can God help us that we will believe wholeheartedly the word of God? As long as it is Jesus and he has said so, believe it. As long as he has given us his word, please, let's pray and say, God, this is hard to believe. But because you have said so, I will believe it. I pray God will help us. We'll stop here and continue from there next time. So we are going to pray and ask God to help us. That Lord, can we believe? Can, can you help our hearts to believe your word? As long as you have said so. As long as you, it is you that is speaking. No problem. Even if it sounds illogical. Even if it sounds foolish, let's believe the word of God so that 
it can mix with faith in our hearts and we can profit from it. May God help us. Amen. Praise Amen. the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. And uh, let's go to our uh, prayer requests, brothers and sisters. Can I take your prayer request, please? Uh, Daniel. Let's pray for, let's pray for my brother. Work. That's um, finger. Uh, Tochi, did you get out today? Did Tochi get out on the street? Did uh, John, what about your brother? What exactly do you want for us to pray for your brother? But just for just that he'll just to just for his faith. I think that's more more than anything else. Yeah. Okay. No, no. I was trying to find um George. Uh, um, I was I was trying to find exactly how much a shekel was, and how much George. Are you you're muted? Yes. Come and join Pastor George's Bible study at eight PM 